Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Streaming now on the KDOW app and radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Ron Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Welcome in. Way over. Sorry, I have to adjust my microphone. 800-516-1228 to get your calls on the air. Not a great day to start the the talk, so to speak. Weekly jobless claims are worse than expected. Jobs are super important to the economy. Yes, we have learned that we could print a trillion dollars pretty easily which is impressive in itself, but we'd rather have jobs carry us through versus stimulus. Weekly jobless claims were worse than expected. Um, Yesterday we were excited about Moderna. We're excited about, you know, uh, robust antibodies. Today we go, oh, another million plus people. That's a lot of people. Over the past four months, 51 million Americans have filed unemployment claims and still at a million a week. An unemployment claim is kind of what you think it is, but maybe not. So let me tell you what I think it is. An unemployment claim is you've been fired. Honey, you go home and you go, honey, I lost my job. I got fired because of COVID. She goes, you need to go get a job. Well, uh, COVID, no interview. So ultimately, said person has only so many alternatives and says, I better go file for initial unemployment. Then you don't have to go back until you need it extended. And then it's kind of a whole other thing. I know people who have been on who have been on extended unemployment, and it's not a good thing. I know it sounds like free money. A lot of people really see it that way. And I know it's shocking to you, you to hear me say that. A lot of people do. So, um, shockingly high numbers still in unemployment claims. So we're not settled as far as what this all looks like. And I'm telling you, September, this is going to happen. You're going to see either an airline will go bankrupt, 
and or you're going to see some crazy cuts in the airline industry. I don't know if they're going to be able to avoid bankruptcy. That's how much money they're losing. That's how bad their cost structures are tied towards no worst case scenarios. And I'll be honest with you. We came back to flying pretty fast after 9-11. Will we come back to flying as fast after COVID? I can already tell you there's going to be people who are germaphobes who weren't germaphobes before this. And that'll infect your psychology. That'll affect will you do this or not. Let's talk about some upgrades and outgrades uh, out there. Companies that you should question why were they downgraded or upgraded? And like, do you, is it time to throw them away? Twitter. Um, several high-profile individuals had their Twitter accounts hacked in a cryptocurrency scam. One of the best ones I saw yesterday. Uh, it's a lot of high-profile people. Elon Musk. Uh, Jeff Bezos, I believe. Uh, Bill Gates was the one that made me smile. When you see a tweet, okay, if you're going to hack someone's account, you're going to send out tweets. And uh, Now, unlike a lot of the email scams that we get that have bad grammar, uh, dear Mr. Robert, I'm writing you to inform that you are an African prince. Uh, the Twitter one was just Bill Gates saying, I will double any donation in Bitcoin uh, for charity. And you're like, that sounds good. Maybe I should buy some Bitcoin. So it seemed to be hot tied towards people wanting Bitcoins. New cycle this morning um, has got us going. The president has replaced his campaign manager or demoted him and gave someone else a little bit of a bump up. Bank of America posted better than expected second quarter results. That's a good, important tell. Bank of America is a big company. Um, they, they have a lot of people have banking relationships with bank of America. I have a relationship with bank of America, which listen to this craziness. Um, it goes back 30 years ago. It was 30 years ago today. Um, I went into a bank to open a bank account when I was in college and sure enough, they said, you know, no problem. Here's your ID. Here's everything you need. ATM card. Eventually, my bank gets acquired by Bank of America, and I've never bothered to change. And that's some loyalty, isn't it? Never bothered? Was I happy with them? Eh, not really. They did, again, build a very sizable reserve. Now, what the banks are telling us, and you need to pay attention here, what the banks are telling us is we're not going to see a V-shaped recovery. I think they're probably closer to the economy than you and I because they've lent money into it. They're seeing how many people are delaying their mortgages. They're seeing how many people are missing car payments. And they're building reserves to say, we think it's going to get worse, not better. So if COVID ended today, they've, they've built reserves, which is good because uh, it gives you something to play with a little bit, so to speak. Canaccord Genuity raised their price target to Apple to $444 from $310. That's a big move. When you're upping your price target about, oh, uh, $600 billion, <laughs> like, kind of missed Christmas expectations by a little bit there, um, in my opinion. Let's see what else we have out there as far as upgrades and downgrades today. Oh, this is a nice one. Uh, Morgan Stanley raised their price target on Amazon to $3,450. <laughs> 
up from $2,800. We're starting to talk about like this, the cost of a Yugo in 1968, these price targets. Tesla registrations reportedly fell 48% year over year in California. Huh. Let's see the initial jobless claims. Oh, China. China. China's quarter, uh, second quarter GDP was up 11.5%. So they seem to be chugging along. They seem to be doing okay. That's, you know, again, a good little sign. I know, I know, we were, we live in a, a world where we cheer on young Olympic athletes and we go, USA, USA, and we try to denigrate the uh, people from the Soviet Union or China as we're better athletes than they are in the Olympics, and we're so pro-team and pro-America. <laughs> USA. It's just not playing out like that. So some other big stories of note, American Airlines sent notices to 25,000 employees, a warning of a possible furloughs or layoffs. Again, it's going to be rough in September. I know you're saying, Rob, you are cognizant. I'm a precog. I knew you were going to say cognizant. I was going to get upset. Um, Kanye West, I did say this. I did say this in 2015 that Kanye West was going to run for president in 2020. I did say that. If you go back in the, on the air, you could find the records. I know you're saying, that's pretty good, Rob. Now, who's going to win horse race four today at Belmont? I don't know. 800-516-1220 beach calls in the air, but not horse four. Disney's being downgraded to market reform from outperforming Cowan. It's going to be interesting. In the next couple of weeks, you know, it's going to be important for Disney. It's, it's not their movie slate right now. It's do their theme parks have any stickiness of staying open? Dell said to be exploring options for a possible spinoff of VMware. I like that because it's a little mergers and acquisitions, kind of like a um, little action. Who, let's see who wants this, who's buying. And you, you see buyers out there, you kind of see that the market's a little bit healthier. They're deciding to do something with their cash. Anyhow, big webinar tonight, tonight, tonight. A West Side Story, right? CFP, Chad Burton, and myself are going to talk about living across the tracks. Now we're going to talk about investing with COVID and retirement expectations. You can sign up for the webinar at newfocusfinancial.com tonight at 6 o'clock. Maybe just a hot chocolate. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Short term, I'm just as interested as you are about where this market's going. You can build models. You can look at numbers. You can change them. You can kind of grow up with them, change them. You can kind of give some wiggle room and say, well... We're going to see less inflation. Therefore, I'm willing to sit with a higher valuation until inflation comes in. Then I want out. But you can kind of start getting to the point where you're justifying. This is a tough one. (laughs) This is a tough one. A COVID shutdown market. And how do we respond to it? How does the stock market? The stock market's way ahead of it, right? Don't you think? Don't you think? A... Uh, Microsoft is report earnings next week, and Netflix is on Q2. So Netflix reports earnings today, Microsoft next week. I prefer – it's kind of interesting. Like You know you're going through all your Netflix shows right now? I really enjoyed Money Heist. I really enjoyed it. It's a Spanish-produced TV show. 
It's kind of got a soap opera feel to it. It's got bad dubbing in it, but it's nice to see an ensemble cast that doesn't have Brad Pitt or Jennifer Aniston in it or Rob Lowe or that guy from Parenthood. So one thing that's going on right now with Netflix is they've shut down production on a lot of, of their shows, right? It's called Money Heist. There's four seasons. I was addicted to it. I know you're saying it was probably the first thing I've been to watch since uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, I was into Breaking Bad in season two, but I missed season one, so I had to like just jam on it. And I think I did all like 12 episodes in a weekend. So anyway, I'm digressing. But Netflix reports numbers right now, and their business is as robust as it can get. You couldn't ask for better. You couldn't ask for – like Rob Black was so desperate, he went to a Spanish TV show, which turned out to be really good. And that was a Spanish TV show that turned out to be really good that Netflix put together. And I've heard really good things about a show called Dark – which is a German adaptation made by Netflix. And I'm getting to the point where if this COVID thing lingers, I'm going to go into dark and say, and get into that. It's kind of got alternate universes, like a character with a black eye on the right side turns to the left side. And no one talks about it. Then later on, you see a different, you know, like I'm desperate. <laughs> I'm desperate for that kind of, I don't want to watch the news right now. So I'm going to pay attention to Netflix tonight because they're not producing stuff. They're not paying actors. They're not paying producers. You know, a lot of stuff is still getting done. Shows are being developed. The writers are, are getting ready for filming. The filming slowly getting back. Rules are being implemented so that we can do this. Um, but their cost structure may go down a little bit. And their cash flow may get a little bit better just for a short period of time. And I think we'd all forgive them. Like, oh, you can't possibly be producing shows right now. Even though you said you're going to spend $20 billion on shows, we'll forgive you if you only spend $16 million this year due to COVID. We'll, we'll forgive you. And then like, they'll have some leftover change. Now, a company that's actually going to do well in COVID, like the numbers went up due to COVID, not down, is Microsoft. They're going to report earnings next week. Again, today it's Netflix. But next week it's going to be Microsoft, and they've got just a growing, growing portfolio of cloud businesses, including Azure and Office 365 and Teams. I think it's fair to say a lot of Americans have become aware of Teams uh, very quickly and how you can use them uh, to work from home. So... Revenue is expected to be $36.5 billion. It's up 8.2% from last year. That's impressive. Uh, the question is, have stock gotten ahead of the business environment? And that's what we're going to be looking at next week after the report. Um, a lot of these companies like Apple and Tesla and Amazon – and Microsoft, some like Google, have some explaining to do of why have their stocks done so well in the last 90 days. When we're all looking around saying the same thing, it kind of sucks to wear a mask and talk on my cell phone. I wish Apple would come up with something. You know Apple changed their algorithm so that the face unlock thing took into account your, uh, your face mask? That's just absurd. So now we can be bank robbers and you can tell us apart from each other. It's like wild. I do like putting masks on. I know you're saying 
you're not going to get in the pro masker anti masker debate, are you? I kind of think it's sexy to be like a, a bad guy and go into a store with a mask on. Call me crazy, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> Leave the suit and jacket at home. Anyhow, um, we're going to be paying attention to Microsoft next week because we know that business has gone up and we know the stocks have gone up ahead of it. In the coming weeks, we're going to see how bad things are for Carnival Cruise Lines. I can't wait. American Airlines, when they report their numbers, they're also going to be saying in the next quarter, if, you know, if things don't get a lot better a lot faster, we're going to fire a lot of people. So earnings season is upon us. And if I were to give you one takeaway right now, is learn to spend a little bit of time during earnings season listening to a conference call or two. Realistically, I know you're busy, but realistically, if you're talking, you've put $100,000 into the market for 500 or a million or $2 million. If you put $10,000 on one stock or into two stocks, listen to a conference call. It's not going to kill you. Learn about something called sec.gov. And now you're saying, what is this? It's the most amazing miracle on the planet. <clears throat> okay, maybe not. It makes bread out of dead rats. No, no, it doesn't do that either. What it does is it, it holds a repository of, of corporate data and filings. To be publicly traded means you get to publicly, the public gets the right to the information. Uh, if your uncle says, hey, you want to invest in this horse of mine? I've got this horse. He's a really fast runner. And you're like, well, let's see the thoroughbred certificates. Let's see the uh, the DNA evidence. And you, you would have some, you'd request some data, right? If you invest in a corporate uh, entity like an Apple, you get a right to see their financials. You get to see exactly how many cell phones they sold. If you invest in a company like Philip Morris, you get to see how many lawsuits they have against them right now. If you invest in a company like you know, uh, Tesla, you're going to see how many units sold and how much was the cost. And that's a beautiful thing because you could say, wow, 10 years ago, they put a lot of money into development and they lost $10,000 per vehicle. And then five years ago, they lost $5,000 per vehicle. Now they're making $2,000 for a vehicle. And you could say, well, that's going in the right direction. So if you don't have time to read some of these documents, and when you're at sec.gov, let's say you punch in a company called Tesla. There's going to be quarterly filings, Qs, 10 Qs. There's going to be annual filings, 10 Ks, 10 K. And obviously quarters, 90 days, and you get to see how the company did. But there's also something called S filings. Now, I like the S filings because it's fun to say the word, trust me. The S filings are what happens in between the quarters that are material. It's so like if a t in a Tesla's case, if Elon Musk is getting sued, they have to disclose that just in case he's taken out of power due to calling some man uh, a silly name overseas, which is a true story. Remember the Thai soccer team <laughs> caught in the caves? Man, those were, were easier news cycle days. I'm Rob Black. Big webinar tonight. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Getting back into a little bit of marketing and talking markets tonight, 6 p.m. a webinar. I think that's a good sign. Uh, it tells you that the systems are in place, that no one's overwhelmed. It's time to get back to business. Let's talk investing. Let's talk the stock market. Let's talk politics. Oh, boy. Let's not talk politics, right? Anyway, oh, no. I lived in Washington, D.C. when I was a younger man. And the cool thing about Washington, D.C. is no one talks politics because so many people have jobs in politics. I don't know if that's still true today, but if you were a Republican and you wanted today to a good-looking Democrat, you shut your mouth, didn't fight with each other, right? I think that's where it was started, but now I digress. NASDAQ is leading losses again today. New jobless claims are stubbornly high. If we were to sugarcoat it, we'd go, look how much stimulus is coming down the road. If we were to be pretty honest, we'd say these numbers are discouraging. It's a lot of people who are unemployed for a very long period of time. And we've been cutting them now for four straight months. So is it slowing down? Yeah. But is it still some of the highest numbers we've ever seen in comparison? Yes. So we've had bad stretches, but never a bad stretch like this. China saw its economy grow by 3.2%. Um, there's different ways of looking at economies. A lot of people don't trust China. And is it the economy that's growing at 3.2% or is it their ability to print money? 10, 15, 20 years ago, I think it was rightfully said that China was a joke. Their telecom companies had you know, names like Cisco's equipment just crossed out and, and rewritten in Chinese. Like It was just flat out fraud. And a lot of their code is still lingering. A lot of old code from great tech companies still lingering. So they've had it kind of tough to not get ripped off in China. But China's like legit now. When you hear about their tech companies, uh, they throw a lot of money in. And it's because it's government controlled state, they throw a lot of money in. You're like, oh, I get where Rob's going at with this. It's kind of like the United States where when our economy goes bad, we throw a lot of money at it. China doesn't want to look good to the world, economically speaking. They want to look great. So their, their information is important, but you kind of take it as a grain of salt when they say, you know, 3%, 10%, 5%. Um, it's like when they threw the party for the Olympics. Oh, the host of the Olympics. Boy, I'm still looking, still curious to see what the 2021 Olympics are going to look like if those go off. Um, some of the sports stories are really jarring. Philadelphia the, saying that neither baseball nor football will have fans in the stadium this year. I knew that could be changed, but it's, it's, it's humbling, right? Other big stories of note out there, Norwegian Cruise Lines down 11%. They're going to sell $250 million of stock. This is interesting. This is a good lesson. Companies like Tesla do this all the time, and we kind of reward Tesla. Uh, Apple used to do it all the time, and then they didn't have to. They were getting, able to get access to much lower quality bar, or much higher quality borrowing or much lower rates is what I was going at. But Norwegian Cruise Line, their, their shares are down. And let's just use this kind of analogy if your shares are 60 bucks a share and they go down to 10 and then they go down to five and they recover all the way up to, to 10, you're like, we're going to sell 250 million, 25 million shares right here, right today. Boom. We need that money. 
so they issue 25 million shares at 10 bucks a share. It still has gone down from 60 to 10. Just because it's gone, to use your own, and that's going to be something that should be interesting with Amazon, Apple, and Microsoft. Maybe it's not the right time to do it, but some of the acquisitions they could do with just how much their share price has gone up in the last year, it wouldn't be a bad idea to acquire some revenue with a high share price, in my mind. Now, again, you don't want to get addicted to that concept of Rob said, that's always a good thing because he didn't say that. Bank of America down a little bit, they released better than expected earnings. Concerns around charge-offs and other issues help explain why the stock is trading lower today. The We saw this early this week already, whereas we've gotten into earnings season and a little bit late last week, the big financials are there. They're, t- they're setting aside billions and billions and billions of dollars for losses. So now that's good and bad because it's already being planned to be absorbed for, but it's also showing that the scope was probably a little bit bigger than any of us thought. Walt Disney got cut to market reform over at Cowan. That's an interesting stock in the last few years, going from 90 bucks a share to 140 bucks a share on the hype and the prestige of Disney Plus and how it, it kind of launched well. And then guess what happened? Dun, dun, dun. COVID-19 rages across America. And they have strength in, in streaming. Good thing, because they sure don't have strength in um, filling their parks full of snotty kids when they've got a COVID flu floating around. Um, so it's interesting to see how they're, they're trading right now. Long term, I like Disney. I own shares of Disney. If, and again, this is what you are always going to have to do. And you can see how easy this to do. I want to own shares of Disney because in the past, people are always lining up at the parks and they're willing to pay more money every year for the same exact experience. I like the company because they have a CEO who's smart enough to go out and buy companies like Pixar and Marvel um, and uh, Lucasfilms. That turned out to be a, a nice thing to have when you launch a video service. I always feel weird. Uh, you're saying, Rob, tell me your weirdness. Tell me your weirdness. Um, how technology keeps sticking it to us in a funny way that, and it, it shows you where technology's going and how they make money off of it. But you used to have to go to the movie theater to see a movie, right? Um, then they started getting them onto the television and then they started putting them on VHS and laser disc and DVD and Blu-ray and Blu-ray plus and Blu-ray plus experience, uh, Dolby and like every format kept getting a little bit different, a little bit different. And if you were a fan of Cinderella, which trust me, there's people who are fans of Cinderella. They've bought that movie six or seven times to support the six or seven different formats that were going to be it final forever. So I wonder if Disney shot themselves in the foot. Like, will anyone buy Frozen 2? Or will they just get the Disney Plus service and watch it on that? It's interesting because they have a catalog of characters. Um, and that's like Apple has a catalog of phones that you could choose from. Peloton, a little bit lower today, getting cut to neutral from buy at UBS. Is some of the cooped up nature of COVID-19 restricting economies, is some of that cooped upness starting to loosen up? And people go, oh, why do I want a Peloton? Why stay inside and bicycle when I could be outside? 
I don't have to wear a mask. It's a free country. It's a free country. I don't have to wear a mask. Uh, so maybe people sort of think, I want to get out. I want to be free and I want to get out there. That's kind of the idea of what's going on with Peloton. Like its best moments may be drying up. Uh, that worked out well for them a year after their IPO. Couldn't have planned that better. People can't go to gyms, but people want to stay relatively healthy. Get a Peloton. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more retail sales. Again, uh, economic data is kind of important right now that we keep it in perspective. The first set of data that we got, you know, the March, the first quarter of the year is going to be looking way different than the second quarter of the year. Second quarter should be the trough. It should be the bottom. It should be as bad as it gets. Retail sales increased at a better than expected clip for in June from May. Um, keep in mind, uh, there's still a lot of money. A lot of people are employed. And we tend to spend our money and the unemployment benefit. Like, there's, there's enough cash going out around up there right now. But it does bring up the question about extending benefits, which I'm not going to get into the po- politics of that. Retail and food services jumped about 7.5% in June. That's kind of nice to see. Um, when we're looking at the economic data right now from the depressed levels, it's kind of nice to see. So the best increases from last year were in some non-surprising places. Americans continue to buy cars and groceries. Um, I've seen contactless emails about buying cars and delivering it to your home with all the paperwork. I'll tell you this. That's how I want it done in the future of COVID or no COVID. If you see it, what I'm saying is, we're pretty food safety. What we're seeing come out of it now, it should be the norm in the future. Um, and that's a good thing. So the latest retail sales report, if I were to put a finger on it, reflects online um, and ongoing recoveries. So no doubt aided by the rehiring during the month. Um, on top of it with you know the orchestration of getting unemployment benefits in people's hands. So is there a silver lining? There is a little bit. Uh, there's a better chance now that Congress is going to extend the extra $600 a week unemployment claims um, so that people can continue to stimulate the economy and keep it moving. For political reasons, sure, but for the right reasons, yeah. Um, the retail sales companies out there, some of the big ones, uh, underwhelmed today in response to the retail sales numbers. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. You know what's interesting? I wasn't really looking at the market. I peeked at it early on to see if it was up or down, and then I peeked at it to see if it was big or small. Um, and it's not a lot going on. The Nasdaq's getting the brunt of it. The Apples, the Microsofts, the Amazons, the guys who have overperformed and outperformed are suddenly underperforming. Big webinar tonight, 6 o'clock. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Wall Street's had a little bit more of a negative bias recently, in my opinion. It just feels like it's we're getting close to breaking out, but we're not there. And it's the big tech stocks that brought us as close as we could to the promised lands. Now they're starting to underperform a little bit. Um, earnings, Johnson Johnson, Bank of America, and Morgan Stanley each reported better than expected results, although Bank of America had a sizable build in the reserves, plans for the worst-case scenario. Um, when I tell you that they had a better-than-expected quarter, don't get too cocky. Don't get too arrogant and go, you know, USA, USA. Those numbers are well-managed. And some people are very cynical about trusting Wall Street in large part because – it's pretty easy to not there's a lot of financial engineering that goes on you too i was at the store yesterday uh grabbing a package and there's a lot of people doing their taxes <laughs> and i guarantee you some people have done their taxes two or three times well let's see what it looks like if i take a bigger deduction for schooling costs um, so there's a little bit of beauty to that. I saw a, a quote today that was just fascinating. Um, and I'm going to ask CFP Chad Burton. He's here to talk about the webinar tonight at newfocusfinancial.com. But billionaire, billionaire investor. Now that has a nice ring to it, Chad. David Rubenstein says it's a fool's errand to expect the market to continue to rise. I kind of like that. I, it's, it's nice reminder because you get kind of caught up in the direction of the market. You get kind of nervous when things are going down. You get kind of excited when things are going up. Chad, what do you think about a quote like, it's a fool's errand to keep expecting a market rise? Well, it kind of depends on what sector you're talking about because some sectors are pretty expensive, um, yet they have very high revenue growth compared to the rest of the sectors, and, and some sectors are cheap. I mean, you know, one of the things that people talk about, obviously, is – P.E. ratios and forward mm-hmm. P.E. ratios based on expected earnings. Um, what is what the price of the stock divided by the expected earnings next year? What is the P.E. ratio? And we're well above the 10-year average right now, sitting at about 22 on expectations for the S&P 500, which, which is steep. And when you look at that 10-year average, you're kind of like, wow, why is it so much? And I was, I was looking, Rob, at the composition of the S&P 500. Sure. Um, at the bottom of the crisis, the true right. crisis that we had, I mean, this is definitely a crisis, but it's much different, right? It's not systemic global financial meltdown. But back in 2009, the S&P 500, because it's a market cap weighted index, it changes mm-hmm. over time. And back in 2009, it was 18% tech and almost 14% energy. And today, the S&P 500 is, if you take some of the communication stocks like Facebook and Google put it back in tech like it used to be. It's thirty, a little over 30% tech and only 2.4% energy. And energy stocks are all the low PE ratio stocks. And so when you look at the technology sector, revenue is growing faster, so that warrants a higher, higher PE ratio. And when interest rates are super low, you tend to have higher PE ratios because people are looking at stocks that are yielding you know, 2% versus bonds that are yielding less than 1%. And they're like, okay, I'll take stocks over the next 10 years. Um, I think right, right now, some of the very expensive sectors in technology, I think the best thing that could happen is they move sideways for six to 12 months. And a lot of this other stuff that's still really kind of on sale, industrials, some energy, some materials, some small cap value. Um, if we get out of this, those should run up and catch up pretty well. 
Sounds good. For the webinar tonight, 6 o'clock, did it completely fill up, or is it just terribly, terribly close? It's it's really, really close. Um, I haven't checked it in the last hour, but, um, I mean, yesterday there was 120 spots left, so there's probably about 50 left, I'd imagine, right now. So let's we got another minute or two to play with. Uh, that billionaire investor, Rubenstein, said something pretty interesting. He goes, why are people, why is the market as high as it is now? Coming into the year, we were a little overvalued, we thought. And now there's no way the economy, the GDP of the United States, the GDP of China is going to be as good as it was in 2020, as it was in 2019, or what it was supposed to be in 2021. It's he's, He makes a good point. How would you tell the average person who's not seeing the bigger picture and the trillions of dollars flowing everywhere? How would you tell the average person, you kind of got to believe the system, that this is something's working right? Or what? what is your comment on that? of the economy this year versus last year and higher valuations. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, first of all, the money has flowed into the right spot. So it's out of energy stocks and, and, and financials and things like that lately into what people are using. And that's more and more technology. So the people, uh, most of the people that I know, Rob, they didn't, they never stopped working, right? They continued to work and they had to use technology even more. Uh, So money flowed out of some sectors into other sectors. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of the people that are really struggling a lot right now may not be back to work or because, you know, they worked at a restaurant or in travel or leisure, like in a hotel or something like that. So when you're when you're dealing with the overall economy and, and technology and, and who has the money to buy the big cars and the big the big goods and stuff like that. Yeah, they kind of still have money. So it kind of created more of a wealth gap, unfortunately. It is kind of even for the tech com- the companies are ready for a shutdown, even if it was accidental. Um, look much much stronger than we were exposing the companies that weren't ready for it. So, anyway, thanks very much, it's CFP Chad Burton. He will be on the event tonight. It's a good chance to see him and I work together. Um, he's a little bit better looking than me, a little bit snappier if you were. So he is a CFP. We're going to be talking about the markets. A uh, lot of information at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com about the event tonight. It's filling up. Um, I think we're doing a uh, Zoom. So if you've never done a Zoom, maybe play with the website a little bit just so you kind of get an idea of what it's, it's up to. Now, I know that's funny. If you've never done a Zoom call, that would have people would have been a year ago like, what's a Zoom call? Now it's like, it's almost part of our culture, isn't it? Clearing a path to financial stability and retirement. Tonight, webinar, CFP Chadbert and myself. I guess it's one step back into doing seminars. We'll see. Uh, you can sign up for the event 6 o'clock tonight at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. What will your retirement look like in a post-pandemic world? What do you need to do to protect your finances and retirement goals? Tonight at 6, join New Focus Financial for an important webinar on investing and retiring post-pandemic. Rob Black will give a timely report on the market outlook for the rest of the year 
and professional CFP Chad Burton will cover the risks and opportunities of retirement planning in a post-pandemic world, how this SECURE Act will affect your retirement, and how the 2017 tax reform may have opened a short nine-year window for retirees to reduce taxes permanently, plus optimal social security strategies, the pros and cons of IRA to Roth conversions, transitioning your portfolio to the income phase, and many more insights to help you move forward in these unprecedented times. There's no cost for this webinar, but registration is required. Again, that's 6 o'clock this evening. Register today for this important webinar at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. 